Hey guys, in today's episode, we look back at week six fantasy news, give you some advice on how to survive this huge bye week monster of week seven, and then we tell you what we think are the most overrated video games of all time in the party question. Welcome to the Coach and Commish podcast. No, not Adam Gase, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You are here with the Coach and Commish. All right, that's Sean on my right. I'm Chris. And today, let's jump into some weeks, week six fantasy news. And man, it is hurting in the backfield, Sean. Yeah, some Our injuries. Injuries right before the Sunday kickoff, and then a couple more to sprinkle on going in here into week seven. We got Christian McCaffrey, which we all know now, on the, bio, on the three-week IR. For a second time. For a second time. It looks like a re-injury. The whole backfield in Cleveland. <laughs> Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Today we're recording on Tuesday. Earlier today it was Nick Chubb ruled out for Thursday night. And Kareem then, Hunt, has he been put on the IR? It's... He's I don't just think not, so. no, but no one's it's expecting potential. him to play. They 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 called him out as well. And then Antonio Gibson, we're expecting him to be out for a week or two. Yeah. He could play, but these are RB ones on a lot yeah. of teams. These are I mean, besides Hunt, you're talking about first round picks, man. Yeah, first round picks. First to second round picks. Maybe Gibson wasn't first, but yeah. Big players involved there. Um, my advice is on a few of these, like a Chubb, we were talking before, I did a trade. Um, I would trade for, for Chubb, especially with Hunt going down. Hunt, it's a little scary of an injury. I would I would maybe try to see if I could get value to trade him away or stick him in your IR and wait. Gibson, I'm less scared about. Another one that I would maybe try to target um, if you can get him. Yeah, then let's talk about these overtime games that help push a lot of teams Almost over. Almost had another one. In, uh, oh, yeah, I got to mention here. See, oh, the Dolphins. I'm still sporting it strong <laughs> d- despite the pain that's been caused. I mean, what is what do they say is insanity? It's The, the definition is, you know, Sacopino. doing the same thing over and over, over and again, over again expecting yeah. a different outcome. That's So that's a Dolphin fan. I'm the, in, the insane Dolphin <laughs> fan. But we had Minnesota, Carolina should not have gone to <laughs> overtime as a Vikings fan. But that helped Kirk Cousins' stats go in there. Dalvin Cook numbers to go higher. The Dallas-New England game that was, a was great game. awesome. CeeDee Lamb benefited. Dak Prescott benefited more there. And then Seattle and Pittsburgh, that was uh, that was kind of an ugly game. Yeah, it was. But there was, there was a few numbers there with some receivers in Pittsburgh. And, and then also um, Alex Collins for getting hurt. Yeah, that sucks that he got hurt in that game. But, but it... That's the the best thing for a fan when your team goes in overtime. It's, it's it can be nerve wracking, but for fantasy owners, it's like bonus points. Give me a couple more points. Give me five more. I could use it because it's an advantage. Other teams' rosters who are only playing four quarters, and you got two or even just one guy, and your roster playing five, getting yep. extra points. That can be an advantage on a matchup and and push you over the cliff for a victory. It's true. All right, so. Let's go to our party question of the week. Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right, let's go. All right, our party question of the week. We are looking, and I'm not, I don't call myself a gamer, 
But I played, I played enough growing up. You and I kind of grew up in that video game age from N64, the PlayStation, the original ones. But we're going to talk about what we think is the most overrated video game of all time. And I tell you, this might cause a little bit of debate here yeah, we, from we our viewers. We didn't pick some, you know off-the-wall game that nobody's heard of. We picked oh, no. two heavy hitters here to... We went mainstream. To, to shout out as a bad video game. And so, I don't think this is a bad video game, but I think it's way oh, too hyped. Overrated. Most people think it's their best, like it is the best video game. And I'm calling out Call of Duty. Ooh, God. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I know the generation that's just after me is going to come after me, but before cod was huge i think they may have been around the same time but they were there was there was halo and halo to me was a better game when it comes to multiplayer playing with the buddies i thought halo was a fantastic game that's the only reason i'm gonna say it's overrated um there'll be a lot of people that'll fight and say that cod was better the other reason is i think halo had a better storyline i enjoyed the the campaign modes i think were a lot more fun yeah i think the only reason why there's so much hype behind call of duty is that halo stopped at a point yeah right and call of duty they just find anything they can. They threw in zombies. They they made a, they make the same a, game over and over. A World again. War Ten. Somebody, everyone keeps getting. There's always another a war. Call of Duty game. So I think that's where the popularity might have jumped up because Call of Duty kept going. When Halo, yes, you're right. Halo was the game to play. Yep. I, I mean, as a PlayStation owner, that was one reason I wanted like an Xbox. I honestly just didn't to play it. I was upset that like the later Halos started to adapt like COD stuff and i was like no this is halo let's keep halo as halo and i i like it this way okay all right well mine i wasn't allowed to play this game as a kid but when i finally did around high school with a buddy that had the game but grand theft auto stupid stupid game (laughs) really dumb you're like dude i'm just gonna walk around this city and yeah sell drugs steal cars cause chaos i'm like what's the point to this game and then there is some storylines to it but what are we teaching our kids nowadays (laughs) on america i mean is, i'm on a moral standpoint right, here. i'm still gonna get on top of my soapbox here but grand theft auto completely overrated people love that game I, i'm like why there's no point to it <laughs> i don't understand it it's like sims that's another one i never understood it's like <laughs> why am i gonna go on and just go live life stop playing life on a, on exactly. a, on a screen <laughs> thought about it is my choice but <laughs> no that's a good one there so those are our most overrated video games and if you're fans of these things Please tell us why they're better or they're good. Like we really don't see a point to it. We think they're overrated. Well, and give I don't us your answers down in the down in the comments. We'd love to hear. All right, from our party question to our t- to turntables. Well, well, well. How the turntables? All right, for our turn. It's not going away. Gonna- nope, not it's going away. I'm gonna do t- t- turn all the time. All right, so this is our trade for away targets. We're really combining. The segment here. Yeah, because I kind of want to differentiate. We were doing this and then a start-sit segment, and they kind of seem like the same because you're talking about somebody who you're concerned mm-hmm. about starting. But really, this is more of the long term. Um, if it's somebody that's been really struggling and I want to highlight, go buy low on this guy, or somebody who's done well and you're scared for the future, you could trade him away. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and kick us off here. And yes, this is going to sound gross. And people who have owned Miles Sanders, who is my pick, you probably don't agree with me, but I think he is a trade for guy. I think he is a going to turn the tables as far as what has happened already. Um, he's been he's been bad. Like, yeah. There, for fantasy, he has been bad. But in the NFL, watching him play football, he's been good. I've watched him when he gets the ball, 
He's been really he's been really effective. I think that Philly is an NFL trip franchise. Last I checked, they do have an <laughs> NFL coach. Um, although my cousin, who's a Phillies fan, thinks he's terrible. Um, they have to realize that they've got to do more than just pass the ball the whole game. They have a talented running back mm. in Miles Sanders, and I think they'll start to use him more. So he's a guy that I think you can get really cheap. Guy in our league went and got him this week. I was envious of him. Yeah. Um, did a Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders trade. So those are the kind of things you can get away with. You may be able to get away with even worse than that. People are done with Miles Sanders. They want to drop him. And it's tough, that offense. I, I could agree with your cousin there. I mean, always keeping Hurts in the, the gun is hard to run Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, I think, is better in in more of that downhill running motion. He's a scat back mold, but you got to get him running down, not just side to side. And it, it's just so weird because it seems that Jalen Hurts is getting a lot more of those running opportunities. But, yes, I, I like Miles Sanders as in yeah, they, they will yeah, wake I mean, up in Philly. Just look at his yards per carry. He was – uh, almost five yards per carry week one. He was four and a half yards per carry week two. He was 13.5 yards per carry. That's because they gave him the ball twice. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran for like, yeah, 27 yards on those two carries. So that's kind of a skewed stat. Had a bad a bad game against Kansas City, but then was back up at four and up at six. So he's been over four yards a carry most of the season. I think he's uh, a talented running back that should see a few more opportunities. Those are great stats for running back. So get him. Maybe it'll turn around for him play calling wise. Now yeah. for my turn table pick, we're we're going into and we'll talk about these bye weeks coming up or the bye week that we're in in week seven. I would try to trade and capitalize on Joe Burrow. All right, right now there's quarterback. There's like David Carr sitting out there on the waiver wire. If you're looking for a little push, people that might be playing Heineke right now or their quarterbacks are on bye weeks, see if you can capitalize on a Joe Burrow uh, coming off of last week because he's going against Baltimore this week, and it might not be as pretty stat-wise. So if you wait a week, nobody wants to trade. Yep. But go after someone that's losing a Josh Allen or the, the really bad quarterback you know, depth on their roster, Heineke and Hurts, and they want an upgrade, send Burrow, get a running back to, get a wide receiver to, sure up your team. I think you can trade him away, take advantage of a great game he had against Detroit. Yeah, he's got a good matchup against the Jets in two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, Baltimore, they look like their defense stiffened up. And he's got the Jets, which is okay. But then he gets Cleveland, who's been a really good defense, and then a bye week. So not like you're going to play this guy. I agree with Chris. Go capitalize. Get rid of this guy. Get what you can. Yep. All right, so those were our turntables. Let's talk about start and sit. Our starts of the week, Sean, who's your guy? So, yeah, I'm highlighting a guy here who I think you need some confidence in starting. Um, it's been a rough ride since you got him off the waiver wire, and that's Elijah Mitchell. Um, I think that he's just going to slot right back into that spot um, as the lead running back. I say lead because it will still be a committee yeah. between those guys in San Francisco. Um, I think he's somebody that you can definitely – just you know he's one that another one you could just go try to trade for right now he's you know people kind of forgotten that he was, had taken over he's playing indianapolis not a terrible matchup not a great matchup um but he's somebody that i think you should have the confidence to start on this heavy bye week with guys like dalvin cook and aaron jones out you're going to need somebody to plug in and i, I like elijah mitchell yeah I like the Ernest Johnson. Might be the only time I say his name the whole season. <laughs> we'll on a see. Podcast. I mean, there's they're all hurting Cleveland, so he may be a thing for a while. But he's playing this Thursday night 
All right. So when this probably comes out, it's Thursday morning. But if you have him because you, you took him last week with some of the injuries leading into Sunday, trust him for Thursday night. Baker Mayfield is banged up. All right. They're not going to be their conservative offense with run game heavy. Dearness Johnson is going to get a ton of touches. Now, we need the, the production side, the ending of touchdowns, and he'll be explosive. But we're going into finding flex options, RB2 options. I don't care if you don't need him essentially to fill a hunt or a chub position. Go find Dearness on your waiver wires and start this guy. I think he'll be a great double-digit score week, uh, week seven running back. All right, and then we're going to move on to the sits. And I have somebody. It's, I'm just going off these receivers on my team, it looks like. Last week, I told you to sit <laughs> Allen Robinson, which you is a good. Yeah. He had probably his best week or something this week with like nine, ten points. Um, terrible. And then Tyler Lockett. Now, I, I could have told you last week to sit him, and I would love to sit him. In my matchup, if you listen to the local podcast, you'll hear that I have him, and I'm going to have to play him. I just have no other options. So this isn't a, like, all-case scenario, sit him. But if you've got you know any other options, mm-hmm. I would try to sit Tyler Lockett. Um, Gino is a smart guy and thinks you know I need the bigger target to throw to. He's going to throw more to DK Metcalf, and really Tyler Lockett is a routes timing guy. He's had that rapport developed with Russell Wilson. He's a guy that I might try to go trade for if I could afford to sit him on my bench for a little while. But I'm trying really hard not to start him this week. If if I can avoid Tyler Lockett this week, I, I would really like to do it. Yeah. Some other guys, um, just to give you that I would I would play ahead of him. If you had like a T. Higgins, it's a little scary with that injury, but I would I'd plug him in over top of him. Um Robert Woods, he's had okay. a hard time. I I'm putting him right in my lineup. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, he's been rough. Um I think that he's a fantastic start over uh Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. So yeah, these are the guys. Waddle had a great game smith he's been struggling but i all these guys i would i would try to get in my lineup over tyler Loggett. i like that all right this guy who i'm sitting uh josiah listen to this since you asked me on facebook and i i turned wrong picking Devontae booker over Khalil herbert that was a bad pick i did not make that pick <laughs> that was me that was me there but i would sit Khalil herbert this week against tampa so I w- this is even if even if Damian Williams is on mm-hmm. COVID still and you're, you got a full go for just Herbert because that run defense is, is so good there. And, and her, his catching ability is not his MO, which no, is what we saw not. miles Gaskin do. Mm-hmm. That was the only success we've kind of seen against Tampa. And then if Damian Williams, it, some people was like, well, I think Herbert Williams could, you know, coexist in that backfield. Well, not in Tampa because yeah. it's going to be, if Williams is ready to go. He's in the backfield 80% of the time because they need outlet passes for Justin Fields. Yep. So sit him there. I know he's uh, almost 90, what, close to 100 yards, touchdown. Great game. Yeah, keep him on he your looks roster. good, but well, this week don't start him. Yeah, the rushing running backs against Tampa haven't worked much at all this season. So those are our start sits. Let's talk about this huge week seven bye week monster that everyone's facing. What should we do? Uh, there's some trends that we saw in our current in our, in our local league that I want to highlight for some people. Um, but what are some of these some advice you would tell someone to survive this this week seven by apocalypse? <laughs> so unfortunately, um, the biggest advice is plan ahead. And at this point, it's kind of late. You uh, last week should have been on the waiver wires, kind of looking ahead, seeing who's on my buy that I need to pick up and pick up a flex option for. Um, if you haven't done that yet, waivers run tonight. 
make sure you get those waivers in. This is a very important week. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't think the options are fantastic, but if there are options on your waiver wire, like a Dearness Johnson, you need to go get him because everybody's struggling with these. Pay up a little bit more. It's desperate out there. There's going to be a lot of people trying to get these flex option and running backs. So, yeah, be on the waiver wire. The other one is trades. Yes. We saw a lot of trades in our league already. This is Tuesday, and we've already seen, what, four or five trades this week because people are trying to get ready for this. They want to win. You can buy yourself some wins. That's the thing. We're in this middle of the season where people are either getting complacent and they're like, well, I'm at the top here. I could afford to lose a few. Or you've got some people down at the bottom who are struggling and they just think, well, the season's maybe coming to an end for me already. And that's how you can take advantage. Go approach those teams. Try to pick up some guys that have good matchups. Um, If you can get them on the cheap, if you can win a week, that means a lot in fantasy. I mean, it may seem like it's just one week, but those wins add up, and you got to try to win every game you can. Yeah. So look at those trades. When you're looking at trades, don't be looking at somebody's starters. Look at their bench. Look at the guys that you know contributes. The guys who aren't hurting on a bye week. Right. You know, maybe next week is their bye apocalypse, and you're like, well... I'm going to take advantage of this. He's got all these guys sitting on his bench. Mm-hmm. And you can do the you can approach him with a player that's on buy. There's a lot of people that will buy the buy player. Yeah. Um I did this last week with I had Debo Samuel on buy and I traded for Nick Chubb. I was able to get that done um because he was on bye week I think was part of the reason. I missed out on some production. Damian Williams was, or Daryl Williams was part of that deal, but um on the flip side of that if you are doing really well as a team, I think you can afford to lose a game. Maybe take advantage of these guys on by if somebody you know is in such a tough spot that they can't. They have Dalvin Cook or they have Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb, and they just they need to. They feel like they need to have a player to start this week. If you can take advantage and get a discount, oh yeah, just sit through the bye week and put somebody in off the waiver. Shore up your squad now through these bye weeks, and there's so many different you know strategies. The the immediate, the planner, all right, and then the risk taker. With with you know going going for trades and shooting for the moon or yep. grabbing someone where people might have we call a head that Leroy's. That's a Leroy's move. He's a legend. If you don't know, look him up. He's on Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, so that's our episode this week. Will Any- someone in our league go make Leroy's please, Wikipedia because it needs to be done? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sean, anything else for our listeners before we sign off? I don't think so. Um, again, we're still trying to figure out this uh, format we're doing. If you guys like what we're doing, if you're enjoying the start sit kind of sending it, centering it around start, sit, and trade talk. If there's something we're not talking about that you'd like to hear, let us know. We're very open to your creative ideas. And, yeah, that's what I got this week. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Listen to the guy, outro guy um, at the end so you can follow us on all our social medias and look at our waiver Wire episode that goes out on Tuesday nights. All right. Deuces. Deuces.